Welcome to a new segment I like to call Because It Relates. This week I'll be reciting a monologue because it relates. Thank you. What do you know about love? You know, I'm sick and tired of men using love like it's some kind of a disease that you just catch. Love should have brought your ass home last night. Thank you. And this will end the first session of Because It Relates. Wow. That really does add to the theory that we hold here that all Black movies are connected. Thank you. (laughs) All right. What we watched this week, Sid? This week, we tuned into Love.com, The Social Experiment, released in 2019, available on Netflix, directed and written by Sharnice Fox, and starring Brave Williams and Tobias Trevelyan. Let's start the show. The new chilling circuit. Welcome back to the new chitlin circuit, the only podcast dedicated to black indies only. My name is Lex. And I'm Sid. And each week we review a black independent or low budget movie. Just for y'all. All All right, y'all. I've I've been waiting so long to say this. It's it's been a long journey for us. And this week we have a new sponsor. Oh, my God. Shout out to you, Quip. I'm just joking. It's you. (laughs) Y-O-U. The listener. (laughs) Thank y'all for tuning in every Monday and continuing to to support our show. While I have you, please go ahead and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And a comment. All right, back to the segment at hand, our 60-second challenge. Alexis, are you ready to explain the plot of love.com in 60 seconds or less? Yes. Let's hit it. Okay. In the beautiful District of Columbia, a real estate developer person, Greg, (laughs) is out (laughs) trying to revitalize Anacostia. I'm put the accent on <laughs> Anacostia and he actually runs into a woman named Shelby who owns like a, like a vegan cafe bar restaurant that which is something that doesn't mm-hmm. exist here. That's not too far fetched. And they have competing um, beliefs because this guy, Greg thinks that he can revitalize the community and financial literacy people into homeownership and, um, mm-hmm. put a very nice bow on taking people's houses. <laughs> wow, this woman is really more grassroots into the community. Um, and problem is, even though they're at odds, they kind of like each other. <laughs> so they, this story follows their romance, but also um, their activity in their community. And there's there's a, like a Tinder thing as well. Because oh, wait a minute, wait a minute now. Your time is up, so you gonna put that in right here for yo as the end, and you wanna add a little bit afterwards? No, I don't wanna add anything afterwards. Oh, okay. That's the whole movie. I'm gonna pretend like I'm not missing an entire <laughs> aspect of it <laughs> for which it's named. Please go ahead and say the rest of this, because otherwise it's confusing. <laughs> yes, and the the extra layer is that there's a social, not a there's a dating website called love.com which is kind of like black people meet what mm-hmm. a fantasy um because i live in dc i can tell you right now the dating websites and the apps 
is all white <laughs> with some black people sprinkled in. Mm. But love.com seemed to be for us. Um, so they use this as a proxy to figure out if they are compatible instead of dating like normal people. Now that you guys know what happened in the movie, let's get right on into it. Let's hear our general thoughts on love.com. All right, y'all, we just want to um, shout a few folks out real quick and thank y'all for the love and support that you've uh, shown the pod over the last few weeks, especially with our past reviews for Paper Friends and Brown Girl Begins. Uh, one of the actresses from Paper Friends, Bonita Krista, sent us a lovely comment on Instagram. Uh, we appreciate you for listening and really, really enjoyed you and this that movie as well. So looking forward to seeing you and some upcoming projects and last but not least certainly uh also want to recognize director of brown girl begins sharon lewis for just leaving a really great note uh to us on the show as well appreciate you looking forward to your next project and hope uh to review it on the pod for any other filmmakers uh movie creators out there actors etc Feel free to leave us a comment uh we'd love to hear your feedback this is what we do it for right we want to celebrate and highlight you guys and for our listeners please feel free to comment on any episodes that you love and moments that you love and more importantly let us know any movies you want us to review and we'll shout you out thank y'all so sydney what did you think of love.com a social experiment well first of all uh i think we have to shout out our good brother Gregory for uh, recommending this movie this week. He has been asking us to review this for a while. So Greg, I hope you listen in. We're here. You're welcome. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the movie for the most part. Um, the lead actress, Brave Williams, she was in a music group back in the day called Rich Girl. Are you familiar with Rich Girl? Only you would be. Well, they had a song that came out, so it was her, Seven Streeter, and um, another songstress named Crystal, who is currently in Kelly Rowland's group, um, July's June's Diary. Oh. June's Diary. <laughs> <laughs> and their hit song was, he ain't with me now, though. He ain't with me. The one I feel like. It's, it was a really great song. Um, Sounds very had, H&M. Yeah. I had the summer on lock. Um for that that summer, I forgot the year, but anyway, uh, I just thought it was great to see her in this movie because I was a fan of Rich Girl uh, back in the day. So I enjoyed it for the nostalgia of who she is, um, and it was cool to see like another movie set in DC, but like really set in DC, you know, not just like Olivia Pope scandal down at the National Mall type thing or in the White House. So. I'm excited to get into some more scenes, but what did you think about love.com, the social experiment? <laughs> I too was very excited um, when I turned it on and it was set in DC. This is like the third movie we've watched set in DC. I always love mm -hmm. just a little, it always feels like a little, uh, I'm not even from here, but I've lived here long enough. It's been like seven years. So <laughs> <laughs> I always feel warm and I'd be like, oh shoot, I know, <laughs> I know where y'all at. <laughs> Overall, I'm just glad to, for us to be back on our rom-com shit. And I thought the movie was was cute. And I really liked, um, just because I live here and I know, like, for lack of better mm -hmm. words, I know how, like, DC vegan girls be. <laughs> 
And like, <laughs> this is this is a very timely discussion. And it felt like, you know, this was something important to the filmmaker. And yeah, so I appreciate the movie for what it is. I can't say that it's my favorite thing, mostly because it's too heterosexual for my understanding. So <laughs> I will be deferring largely okay. to you okay. as our heterosexuality correspondent. Um, yeah, I will say, mm-hmm. having watched Malcolm and Marie uh this weekend i know Ooh. i know yeah how this this couple in this movie is nothing like <laughs> crazy ass malcolm and marie but i had the same feeling um watching this character shelby made made me feel like um the times i've been in a relationship where you up and you just fucking arguing all night because as soon as something might be okay then here we go because somebody think it's funny how <laughs> and that feeling of pure <laughs> exasperation and like what do you want that's how i felt watching the character what? show <laughs> so those are my thoughts <laughs> that's good characterization okay because i was like my, i mean because look if i was marie i don't michael would have been sitting in there arguing with himself i ain't finna sit around and argue with you all night Hell no. Shout out to who's that TikToker, uh, Ryan, something of those. And he is still out here hollering about Barry Jenkins. About Barry. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm not going to call the cops on him, but I done done text Marie to tell her she can come over here if she need to. (laughs) I don't know how Barry Jenkins sleeps at night with his ears this hot. This man's name is... (laughs) The entire film, ever since Moonlight came out, the entire film industry has just been chasing a shadow. <laughs> of Barry. Okay. Yes. Of Barry. Meanwhile, he out somewhere eating a peanut butter jelly sandwich. He ain't minding nobody's business but his own. <laughs> Barry Jake is trying to make the TikTok pasta like the rest of us. Yeah. The TikTok quesadillas. He just and- doing little quarantine <laughs> things. And- <laughs> Here Ooh. go Malcolm yelling about Barry. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's uh now that we know our general thoughts, we're gonna get into some specific scenes. Here on the new chilling circuit, we like to start with the first scene. So so let's set the scene. Love.com, the social experiment opens up, getting us mm-hmm. some good B-roll of DC mm-hmm. and some also, you know, my I already told y'all this years ago. I'm going to meet my spouse in a grocery store. So it's my dream setup <laughs> where we have our main character, Greg, and uh, our other uh, protagonist, Shelby. Um, Shelby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, in the mom's organic in D.C. And, you know, they run into each other and it's cute to meet it's cute. Very cute. Yes. <laughs> what did you think at this point? Because we also see a good trope that we loved from Beauty Shop. Of the radio announcer being like the pulse of the film. What did you think when you first started watching? Well, and that's hilarious because that is one of my notes uh, just about Beauty Shop and opening up when, uh, who is her name? Good morning, hot Lana. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I know y'all are getting ready for work. Well, let me play y'all a little tune for this morning and we hear the go-go music for dc starting oh we in dc okay <laughs> that's how they do it that's how they do the go-go <laughs> in dc but <laughs> also to your point 
um, in a meet, meet cute fantasy. You know, I wouldn't be mad if I met a boy, you know, I'm fumbling at the Trader Joe's. I dropped my orange chicken or like my broccoli or something outside the store. And he, you know, helps me pick it up. And then we bump into each other again. You know, maybe we just happen to work in the same building or something. I, that just, just sounds lovely. It was it was a great setup to let us know this was a rom-com feel good movie. This is why I really like rewatching Girlfriends now at this point in my life mm-hmm. because I am a young professional and I <laughs> like nice things mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's nice to see black people in there buying the craft beer because um, <laughs> that is all that's very me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we get to the next scene though because this is what they first meet when they really come up on each other though is we see Greg. Uh, Greg Jeffries uh-huh. is stopping by somewhere to get some coffee before going to work. And he sees Shelby again because this is the place that she owns. I'm going to have to interject real quick because I just want to put this in there right now. Um, Greg Jeffries' character is played by an actor by the name of Tobias. Tobias. Uh, you know, I didn't have any time to Google you or anything like that, but... um. If you're in a like hot chocolate or you know tea, we could do that. <laughs> All right, thanks. Continue. That was a shoot your shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> well, Mr. Tobias, you heard it here first. If you're interested in grabbing a cup of hot cocoa with Sydney <laughs> mm-hmm. Johnson, go ahead and. Because in the word of Alicia us. Keys, they probably put a little. Milk and sugar in yours, cause uh, you look kind of sweet. Wow, um, <laughs> I'm amazed at your ability to refer to you don't know my name at all, like in any situation. Well, mm-hmm. let's, I'm a, I don't want to dwell because I know how you get. <laughs> <laughs> he was fine though. That is, he you're was. right. That is an important plot point that we should introduce. Mm-hmm. The actor who played Greg was fine as hell. So yes. <laughs> I will concede to that. So he walks up into uh, the social experiment is the name of her cafe bar restaurant. Slash YouTube channel. Slash YouTube set. Like <laughs> what I, which is jarring to see. It's a little odd to see all those things. Cause in the background you see beer taps while she's mm-hmm. slicing onions, but also <laughs> while somebody's making a latte. And that yeah. is actually fully normal in an urban city like (laughs) like colony club is like that on georgia avenue they got the the beer taps the sandwiches and the coffee (laughs) (laughs) whatever you need (laughs) any time of the day what you feeling yeah (laughs) any time of day you come in here we got the whatever liquid you want to drink (laughs) my note here on this scene and going back to your point uh, at the beginning, we we're just kind of giving our opening remarks from the movie. So I don't know if the writer director was trying to make a point about vegans, but vegans stay wanting you to know they vegan. Like, Ooh. okay, girl, we get it. He comes up to the counter. He goes, can I get a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich? She goes, bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich? Do you have sausage? <laughs> sausage? Well, girl, tell the man it's a vegan restaurant. Why you, why you got to make him go through all of that? <laughs> So and vegans do that in real life. It's ridiculous. I get it. Okay, don't be mad at me because I like bacon. I'm not mad at you because you don't. 
Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. All right. Now I have to, because I don't like to bring our personal lives into the podcast until you start lying. When, when we were roommates in college, I came mm-hmm. home with a New Year's resolution to be a vegetarian. And you almost ended our friendship. Because okay, let me stop you because it wasn't a New Year's resolution. It was after Thanksgiving break. It was Christmas break. You get this mistake in every... It was Christmas break. I was going for three weeks. <laughs> and in three weeks, you decided all of a sudden you was just not going to eat no more chicken. I just... I, to the For the life of me, to this day, I don't get it, Alexis. You see what I'm saying? You do hate. <laughs> just on GP, you hate... <laughs> That they not eating meat. So don't lie. It's not that I hate that vegans do not eat meat. What I, because hate's a strong word. What I dislike about it is that you got to always tell me that you don't eat meat. Okay. Cool. But don't be trying to make me feel crazy because I do. And I'm going to leave it at that. Well, you write about the... The vegan note. I do have a note later down in the movie that says mm-hmm. precisely, this is why I don't date vegan girls. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Where we find out when Greg comes in for this uh, coffee, even though, and, and mistakenly tries to order a bacon, egg, and cheese, which mm-hmm. I, of all the vegan restaurants here in D.C., pretty much all of them offer some type of bacon, egg, breakfast thing like vegan right so i don't know why she didn't offer that but anyway (laughs) what we really find out is that greg's um real estate firm Mm -hmm. owns shelby's building yeah yeah and they're trying to there's a notice that she either has to move out or buy the apartment and he talking about some it's supposed to encourage home ownership in our community. But y'all giving people a couple weeks to move. Hashtag out. generational wealth. Exactly. <laughs> What'd you think of that? Because at that point, I would have been like, boy, if you don't take this coffee and get the hell out of my damn get out face. Of my shop. <laughs> Same. I think Shelby had a great response. Well, it's a two part answer, right? Because later on in the movie, it kind of becomes a little preachy on Shelby's like preconceived notions about Greg is about like, you know, why can't women want anything nice? That type of thing. But at that yeah. point in the movie, it's just like, okay, so you, you're evicting me, but you want me to date you after you just added yourself to me that you own my building and you put this eviction notice on my door. Mm-hmm. But you want to go out and have drinks? No. You have a nice day. And that's exactly what my note says, because he flirts with, is flirting with her and trying to take her out. And my note says, yeah. no, first of damn all, I'm not <laughs> sipping no nothing with no damn <laughs> landlord, let alone one trying to put me out on the damn curb. <laughs> not going to happen. No. He ain't that damn fine for me. <laughs> like, for me to lose my class solidarity. <laughs> no. <laughs> but this, this lady, Shelby... <laughs> Uh, I'm really glad you told me what you told me about uh, the actress's singing career, because Mm -hmm. now I feel because I like that (laughs) and I appreciate that. So now I can really hone my distaste just for Shelby because this actress is a nice lady and she didn't Mm -hmm. do anything to me. But Shelby is on my nerves. And this is where it starts (laughs) because her ass agrees to go out with this nigga. She did. Okay, because she just got out of a relationship, but we forgot to mention that her boyfriend, who was also her business partner, walked out, left. Whack. Whack. 
high and dry. Left foot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, and we see him. It was kind of weird, too, because we see him in that, like, second scene before uh, Greg and Shelby meet up again. He just kind of, okay, but I need to follow my heart and my dreams. But, nigga, we on a lease together. Yeah. Bump your dreams. We own this restaurant together. This You is follow dream. what you need to follow. Leave your wallet. Like, yeah. <laughs> just you go where you need to go. But, honey, the, the account number and routing information stays here. Stays here. here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is where you're obligated to be. But they go out anyway. And they, they go out. She does keep it low key. She does mm-hmm. say, you know, daytime date. Just come through the garden. Mm-hmm. And we can have a chit chat out back. But not, not, no. We're not, I'm not dressing <laughs> up for you. We're not going out for dinner. No. Come to my restaurant. We'll get some free juices. We'll chit chat and you can go. Her guard starts falling down almost immediately in this date. She is not yeah. holding strong. She's not her holding firm. They're back in the garden, and he is, you know, got his suit on, which everyone keeps commenting on his suit as if, like, niggas, like, suits, a suit is, everybody wears suits here. Yes. <laughs> like, no, they do. And that was the whole thing. Like, later on in the film, all of her, uh, her and her family and friends, they're all making these comments about, he wears a suit. He uh, has a Rolex watch. He drives a nice car. But then it all comes back to him telling Shelby, I mean, why you have all these preconceived notions about me just because I'm a good guy? If I was one of these raggedy niggas out here, it was, it was a lot of that. And I was just like, okay, yeah. we get it. Good for you. <laughs> now, where I will give Miss Shelby some points in this, like, in this, like, quasi date, right? In the garden. Mm-hmm. They're having a little conversation to get to know each other better. She's asking him about his work. And what he's passionate about right now is a project where he's trying to, um, there's a new housing development and mm-hmm. he wants it to be like mixed income, which is a very common, like DC's very about that. Yeah, um, yeah. A new apartment building opens up and at least like a certain percentage of those units go straight to like low income uh, families. Mm-hmm. But he's trying to build it like organically kind of and trying to build something that they could afford, but yet it's still really nice, you know? Right, right, right. Good quality of life, community and such. Mm-hmm, and she asks the right questions. I did appreciate <laughs> Shelby doing that. And she goes, okay, well, what, what are you going to do when these families you're trying to get into these like this development can't afford it? Then what? Right. This nigga talking about some. We can teach them financial literacy. Nigga. Nigga. Ain't no (laughs) type of financial literacy is going to reverse generational brokenness. You can't literacy that. (laughs) You know what just came came to my mind, too, about this scene in particular? And maybe this was a... A choice made by the writer so it could be like clear and just for these people to see how dumb they sound when they make these kind of statements on like Twitter or Mm. their various think pieces. Maybe that was her purpose in like writing his character this way and having him be a little preachy and thinking, you know, I know what's best for low income citizens of Washington, D.C., especially because I'm a black and brown man too. That kind of thing. And it came across so like, ugh. A lot of the movie, but he, I, I don't know. I just think that writer chose maybe to make that as like a, a sticking point. Like, look how dumb y'all sound. Because at least that's how it came yeah. across to me. But see, the problem, I, if that's true, then I also think Shelby's character is an exaggerated. Like, look how, 
<laughs> Look mm. how annoying you are type of caricature <laughs> of of that type of person. But I don't think that was the intention. I think these two people were supposed to be genuinely uh, <laughs> like oh, the... Whoops, the way they were. <laughs> now, you already snuck in a shoot your shot and I need to do something right now. Hmm. Um, because this garden scene made me think of it. They're out, the sun is shining, they looking good, they out they're surrounded by sunflowers and um mm-hmm. drinking juice and stuff. And I know we have a rule against this, but I think because it relates, <laughs> um, I can get a pass. Hmm. Will you let me go for it? I'll stop it if it goes too far. Thank Proceed. you. Okay. This is an ode. <laughs> To the Calabash lady. Girl, boo. <laughs> Calabash in D.C. is a tea, um, a tea house run by a gorgeous black woman who will just whip up these little tinctures and teas and juices for you when you're looking down. And she, it, they always are gross and they make you feel better every time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's just this magical being Who's very similar to the Shelby character. I wonder if the writer like is a like diehard Washingtonian and has been in the Calabash ladies like den. <laughs> it just made me think of that. And I just want to, you know, if the Calabash lady is into movie podcasts and she happens to listen one day, I just want her to know how much she means to me. And <laughs> I just wow. saw her reflected in this character, Shelby. Look it up. And if you're in D.C., I recommend support black businesses and go get you some tea from the Calabash lady. Because you threw in the support black businesses at the end, I, I see that that was your workaround to continuing with yeah. your shoot your shot segment. But it did not relate. I just went. Let it the didn't relate. Show. It did not relate. You're telling me Shelby's not like the Calabash lady? No. <laughs> they are the, the same. That's how they be. That's like, let me tell you about this fucking root vegetable from Uruguay. <laughs> I'm gonna put, I'm gonna grind it up and put it in your juice. <laughs> well, in my defense, I only been in there a handful of times, um, mm. so I don't have as close of a connection to the Calabash lady as you do. She's special to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next scene. They are. They at the bar. By they, I mean Greg and his homeboys is at mm. Pub and the People, which is down the street from where we used to stay on North Cab. There's a scene later on in the movie. I feel like Shelby was on Evart Street, the street we used to live on. She was two blocks up. You know where they okay. re- renovated that big house on the North Cap side on like Gerard, like two blocks oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That's, that was she like was on North that Cap. block. That's familiar. That was right across from McMillan, like the big plot of land that white people um debate each other about yeah yeah so they at the bore and you know they're having just some general man discussion um like movie man discussion because men don't actually talk uh, <laughs> to each other like this <laughs> but you know i like that because it would not move the story if it was accurately portraying how little men say men to each talk- other <laughs> yeah that's a good point <laughs> They're having some movie man talk about dating and Greg is kind of expressing that he might be a little bit over this, like send the drinks over to the ladies and do the whole mm-hmm. thing type of scene. What'd you think of this scene? One I want to call out Raheem Devon is one of the friends um, in this scene, the R&B singer Raheem Devon. I saw his name in the credits and I didn't realize that I did. I, I guess I don't know what he looks like. 
that scene just um it kind of took me back a little bit to a few reviews ago with uh light between us when they were trying to like capture restaurant conversation but it was a lot of Mm -hmm. and trying to you know put in the background noise and they did a lot of like adr recording sessions whatever i think this scene uh was done well in a restaurant so it perfectly like balanced the audio between the guys conversation but it didn't like let me forget that they're in a restaurant. I can hear glasses clinking in the background and plates moving around, people talking, et cetera. And if you're going to do that, I think this was a nice example of how that should be executed. Oh, that's a good call out, friend. I'm sorry I was just looking up. I realized I was confusing Raheem Devon for mm-hmm. Jaheem. Now, I like Jaheem. <laughs> <laughs> I like me some Jaheim. <laughs> I think, isn't he MAGA now? Huh? Not Jaheim. <laughs> Could have sworn he was MAGA. I don't know why he would do that. Everybody like Jaheim. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. <laughs> yeah. We're- now, we're at least like 30 minutes into this review. So I'm, you know, I'll put my constructive criticism you know i like to bury it deep in because the goal is to highlight the filmmaker uplift Mm -hmm. black film but i have to give my feedback as well um you're right that there was good ambient noise but Mm -hmm. it was too much ambient noise like the it seems like they used the wrong type of mics it was picking up it, it wasn't like layered very well so the voices were as loud as the glass clinks (laughs) It was very distracting for me. It, the audio wasn't mixed very well. I feel like they were using their microphones were too sensitive or something. Or they were using mm. like uh, studio mics, and they were picking up a lot of background noise. That was distracting. But I'm I'm just in an audio snob phase right now, so I please ask else forgiveness for being a snob about it. And your ears are, yeah, more sensitive than mine because you do edit the show, so you definitely have to be more keen on the listening. But that's okay, because like mm-hmm. I said, you don't have to have perfect audio for to be a good movie. But I just yeah. I found the audio mixing to be a little jarring. Um, but that's all we get from this scene. We just get this hint that Greg is, you know, kind of looking to settle down. Yeah, he he's done. There comes a point in a man's life, right? <laughs> They're a real, actual first date. After Shelby has sold all her friends, I don't want to date a man who wears a suit and rocks a Rolex. But still, yet again, he invites you to his apartment. Um, you show up, and y'all cook mm-hmm. dinner together. That's 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 a real cute date. I mean, y'all y'all are it's, it's a date, hun. You used to. I kitchen. have a lot of notes on this date in a good way. Like mm-hmm. I just this date just brought up a lot for me. Um, so I guess, I guess this makes it a good scene. This might be one of my, like, uh, favorite scenes from this movie, actually. First thing, first tie-in from this date that I want to really talk about is he's making one of her recipes, actually. I don't know why he lied about it. He said he was following somebody else's recipe, but he was following her YouTube. Her recipe, yeah. (laughs) Uh, as if she wasn't going to (laughs) notice. And he's making kale salad with butternut squash, um, soup. Mm -hmm. And... Apparently there's um, there might have been some quinoa in the salad or whatever. There's quinoa in it, and he goes, um, "Let me pull out this uh, we won this we won. this yeah." Is it, he, what is it? And she's like quinoa, and that made me think of that video of Keisha Cole's sister. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> and the ASMR lady. Please. <laughs> like, and she's like, you know, um, it's like a... It's, you know, like, qu- 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 what is it called? <laughs> and Nephi goes, cream of wheat. <laughs> and she goes, girl, no. It's like, it's like the texture of grits. And Nephi goes, now nah, I like grits. grits. <laughs> cream of wheat. <laughs> oh, quinoa is really hard to pronounce if you've never seen that word before. It's true. I said quinoa for, I'm sure, like six months before somebody told me it was wrong. <laughs> I just didn't say it out loud until I heard it Oprah say it. Because <laughs> oh, she the one who had it. us doing it. First, she brought, she made us, uh, she taught us what acai was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Had everybody, mama banning high fruit toast corn syrup from the house. Oprah, I still ain't forget you for that. Wow. Mm. And I love Oprah. But you like your corn syrup more. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, Sydney, <laughs> what I want to say is the next thing, next note I had, pop culture tie-in. Yes. Is all I could all I could type about Shelby in this scene was hey mate like, <laughs> <laughs> like he invited you over here. I see you got your maid outfit on. And you got your damn maid outfit on trying to cook and clean and wash everything, Miss Ella. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how that's a perfect tie-in because is that not something that Mimi would have done season one for Stevie? And then Jocelyn would have had to come in and say, But girl, I don't do this for him. He's we do stuff on my terms. This is where we are different. I'm not cooking for him. And that's all I could think of while she was sitting up there like, let me, he's trying, you see him trying to chop it up. Let him fail. You know, let this ain't going to be good. Right. And you see all these dishes and you're talking about some, you want to clean the stay dishes. stay home and wash. No. What? Mm-hmm. Hey, mate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this also brought up another conversation you and I have had off air niggas love boomerang if it's one thing that they will quote that's exactly what i was about to bring up (laughs) and bring up as their their romance comedic piece it's boomerang and he he was very offended because she hadn't seen it which i thought at her age was kind of like unacceptable because girl you should have seen boomerang at this point that's also ties in my because it relates piece at the beginning of this um in my boomerang monologue but they do stick around and watch boomerang together on their first date I do. I think we do need to take a second to address Boomerang. Um, it's the most confounding quote, black classic, end quote, on the list of black classics. Because I don't think anybody can give, this is what I typed before he attempted to. I said, can mm-hmm. anybody really give a 60 second plot of that movie? Like, can you really tell me what happened in that movie? Well, tell me like what the movie's about. And he tries mm. to 60 seconds, like, explain the plot of the movie. But all mm-hmm. he did was explain who the characters were. And he yeah. didn't even, <laughs> like, because that movie, it doesn't make sense. Like, it's not, there's no moral. There's no moral of the story. There's no, like, punchline of the movie. There's nothing. I can't, it's just two hours of just drudgery. <laughs> <laughs> And I try to just rationalize it, like, just now in my brain to give you a 60-second synopsis of what Boomerang means and stands for. And I couldn't give it to you. I just go, okay, we got Marcus, and he's a marketing exec. Then you got Halle Berry. She's a broke artist. And then you got Robin Give It just went through that in my head. And then you just go, then you got, then you got. Uh (laughs) Then you got Martin. He was in there, too. And then, yeah, uh uh-huh. David Allen. And then you got the coordinate. Coordinate, (laughs) yeah. Pops was in that. But, like. But, uh. 
Mm. Was yeah. it a boomerang? Because even though it's called boomerang, because he still ended up with Hadley. You know, even though she threw him, you know, over the Robin Givens character, but he still boomerang back to her because that was the love they had. Is that why it's called boomerang? What? Nobody knows. Oh, it's just okay. provocative. It's the people going. <laughs> well. <laughs> now, the reason I got annoyed with the boomerang thing because I just simply I don't like that movie. But <laughs> I it was helpful because it was a tie-in. I don't know if you caught this, but when they're mm-hmm. on the couch watching the movie and they end up fall asleep, they wake up, right? Mm-hmm, and well, mm-hmm. Greg wakes up and she's in his arms and then yeah. he like kisses her gently and wakes her up and then they start making out, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a scene from Boomerang. You don't remember that? When Eddie Murphy, that's exactly what happened in Boomerang. It's a callback. Ah, oh, you are so right. I didn't even mm-hmm. make that connection. I just thought, oh, okay, here we go. Y'all kissing. What's a day? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and it was hot. Like, the scene was hot in Boomerang. But, yeah. like, I don't really know if it lives up to 2021 um, <laughs> consent standards. Because really on paper, she said an hour ago, can you take me home? And you made her stay. <laughs> and then she falls asleep and now you're kissing on her. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa. <laughs> in, in 2021, you might have yourself a problem player. You don't want to do that. You true, might want to wait till she true. up to start kissing on her. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. Before you move in and make your move. Cause, mm. I guess we like this scene because we've spent, we spent a good time with, with them here. I think this is probably my favorite scene because... It really focused more on their relationship outside of that weird app she wanted them to get on, which comes about, I guess, later on or right after this. That's the next scene. The next scene. Just a quick note at the end of this date, I appreciate the filmmaker not showing us the sex scene because, you know, I don't like love scenes without a purpose. Yeah. No, yeah. It just would have been there. It's a filler. That would have been a filler scene. But they let us know the next day they did have sex. I was like, okay, cool. It's implied. They did it too. And that next day, he comes on into the cafe again. And this is where she has the big, where she's having a big brain idea. (laughs) This is when it started for me with her. Because I was cool with Shelby the whole first part of the movie. And then she did this. You want to turn an you want to turn an IRL connection (laughs) into an internet one? That don't even make sense. And this is where I put the note. This why I don't date vegan girls. <laughs> wow, that's what that's what made you okay. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Just earthy girls like that. I used to be really into yeah. that, and I'm I'm glad I got out of that phase. You you really were you were yeah. All you had to show me was an arm cuff and an incense, and I would be head over heels. But not anymore. Not any longer. Good for you. I'm glad you've uh, released yourself from those shackles. Well, her big idea is to see if they have a, if you, if we have a true connection, Greg, like I think we do, because I felt it last night. How about you join this app, love.com, and let's see if we match. If we match, it's meant to be. What? This, I what? just don't, oh my God. I, I don't understand why she, like, okay, it made sense for the character if she's someone who is, risk averse and indecisive mm-hmm. clearly she is because throughout this whole thing she's also because her man left and left the business she needs to sign a new partner agreement with her uh partner sam at work yeah but yep. she's being indecisive she's kicking that can down the road she's being indecisive about this man she's clearly really into and yeah. she wants to let some 
algorithm make a decision. So it makes sense for the character to try and pawn this off on the mm-hmm. app and try and get some type of certainty from the universe. And that type of certainty just doesn't exist about love. But that's what they do. And he goes with it. And then, you know, that next scene, she goes to her family dinner, which I I really appreciated put, them putting this in here. Um, Same. I didn't realize I wanted it. Right. Movies like this is about like adults and them living their lives. You don't have to see familial ties and like, you know, how, why they are because they are like their parents. It's not necessary completely. But I think in this movie, it helped a little bit because it gave us some insight into what her mother and aunt are looking for and are about when it comes to relationships. And it made me think of when we, this past season of Insecure, right? Um, We, I had never thought about, Issa's parents or backgrounds until you know her and Molly really do have this blow up fight and she has to go and be consoled by Wendy Raquel and we really get to see Issa's background and figure out who she is what she comes from and the love that she needs at that moment and in this movie we find out more about Shelby and her family and how mama and her auntie have given her all these really weird preconceived notions about love and they just want grandkids and etc cetera, etc cetera. and it made sense because no wonder she's rushing uh, or trying to figure out a love connection and rushing it, but also still lingering over a past love who up and left her. Yep. That's why I love hosting this podcast with you, friend. Because the premise of it lost me a little bit when I was watching it, but now that I'm talking it back through, it do mm-hmm. make sense for the character. So y- yeah. you're right. And this did give us some good context. Now, one note about this, about the family, I do love me some Kim Whitley. Love some Kim Whitley. That's a funny woman. I can't get enough of her. <laughs> she knows she can steal the scene. That is a funny woman. <laughs> yes. And the other thing is, because what we see, um, we got a glimpse of this in the garden, but this comes back again because apparently her emotional tell about having mm-hmm. man problems is when she starts back smoking cigarettes. And the note mm-hmm. that I have... Girl, you won't eat chicken breast. But you're taking down the backer. But you will smoke a damn cigarette. The hmm. backer. The backer. But you're doing that. That's, I just, and that's why I got really over it with her veganism. Because <laughs> <laughs> you sitting up here, girl, you smoke cigarettes. You sell liquor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you won't eat a chicken breast. <laughs> See? See? So... Need you to I need to toss it to you to pull out the next scene because the way I do my notes, the big bullet is like the name of the scene. So the name of this scene was family dinner, and then the smaller bullets are my notes about that scene. But my next bullet just says <laughs> <laughs> the next big bullet isn't a scene name. It says, What is wrong with this bitch? <laughs> and my smaller note is play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And I don't remember what it is I wrote that about. <laughs> I think you're talking about. <laughs> I think you're talking about after all, after the dinner, and uh, she tells her family about Greg and how she doesn't want to date him because of these. Uh, <laughs> they aren't compatible. They then meet up again, and she goes, "You know what? Well, let, how about we just go on three dates and see how that goes?" Oh, that's what it was. We, yeah. <laughs> So she's playing this weird, like, back and forth game with him the whole movie. And honestly, if I was Greg, I would have said, all right, girl, cut it, did it. I'm not about to keep going back and forth with you like this. I don't know where where I said it later, but I said, save yourself from this madness, King. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote that about. Her saying, okay, well, let's since we're going to join Love.com, let's both go on three 
uh, dates with people we meet on there. Okay. Right. All right. Okay, girl. Until um, we match up. <laughs> yeah. Fool. And what we what we see that she don't know is that Greg's friend made his profile and it's all jokes. And like mm-hmm. uh, he just answered C to everything. Apparently it's multiple choice. Um, and so, of course, they're not going to match. And she's in her feelings. She's in her feces the whole movie. And now the next thing we see is Greg, he invites his dad over because he's still, mm. we get, you know, we step back into this real estate development um, plot. And Greg's dad, one, I have to say, is fly. He was. <laughs> he looked real smooth. He's fly as hell. Yeah. <laughs> he did. <laughs> um, and he's like this. Uh, just capitalist type of guy. Yes. You remember Wendell Pierce's character from Get on the Bus? Oh God! <laughs> Where yeah, he was the used car, the car dealership. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like all y'all niggas need to get y'all money right. Yes, <laughs> letting on the man give you stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And that's kind of what his dad is like. Um, and then this is where we see. That's why I was questioning what you said earlier, though, Sid, about the filmmaker maybe trying to, like, satirize a character mm. like Greg or make it, mm-hmm. like, put a scope, put a lens on how flawed that logic is. It's because yeah. in this scene, we see why Greg is choosing this path. Greg genuinely thinks that this is the way to help people in poverty. This is the way a good to point. help. Yeah. Because his yeah. father does go back on this whole, you know, in the past, you know, your mother and I, we work to do this kind of thing so you don't have to worry about, what he said, like reforming the ghettos or whatever, something stupid like that yep. he said and blah, blah, blah. And Greg goes, but no, I think this is really, you know, going to one, line my pockets, but also help people. And yeah, so that's a good point. I didn't, yeah. I forgot about yeah. the scene with his dad. And then there's also an even shorter scene introducing another character because Greg also has gotten out of a relationship recently with a woman named Mm -hmm. Vanessa. Mm -hmm. And he gets a FaceTime call from her. You know how your ex would just be calling you sometimes uh, (laughs) just to disturb you. Um, And Greg, you know, he he stopped the madness. He's all right, girl, bye. Bye. But the problem (laughs) I'm having with the... With the introduction of the side character Vanessa is, I like her. <laughs> um, she's like, "Hey, Greggy, <laughs> I like her," and she she's the only person in the movie who had a DC accent. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I like that. Hmm. I just wanted to make that side note. I didn't think much about her character, honestly. I just thought, okay, girl, he's clearly over you. He's thinking about Shelby. Bye. Um, but I'm glad you had a different thought. That's what makes this great conversation. <laughs> and while he thinking about Shelby, Shelby is over on her date uh, from love.com. With a hotel. Yeah, with a hotel. And my note on this, because this next scene, because Greg's going out on dates too, but he's clearly uninterested in these women, which yeah. I like that. He's like, I'm, I'm even here. Okay. Um, <laughs> and she walking down the street um, with a hotel nigga. And my note said, I would rather paint my house with a Q-tip. Than to go out with this nigga. Not a Q-tip. <laughs> than to go out with this nigga. God, oh, he was dude. insufferable. He was. <laughs> you know, I went to Ghana in 1999, and when I came back, I don't know if you've heard about. I forgot. Yeah, bracelet. You know, you were a smart sister. Do you know what kind of material your bracelet's made out of? You know, because when we think about it, veganism really. Okay, thank you. Uh, bro, Have a nice shut night. The fuck. <laughs> 
up, bro. Uh, Damn. You know, I used to, back when I was chasing earthy women, I used to be at the New Vegan <laughs> restaurant on Georgia mm-hmm. um, every now and again. And mm-hmm. there was this dude in there who, you know, no matter the weather, he had on flip flops. Like he would have, sometimes he would uh, have on a coat. And toes flip-flops. out still? <laughs> Toes out. Like, <laughs> in the I have seen them put socks on with the flip flops, but they're thong sandals, so it's just, oh. it was crazy. <laughs> and he would always just give these type of speeches to the sisters. And I'm in here trying to eat my little artificial chicken, <laughs> and and you in here bothering us. I can't stand uh. no. Let me holler at you real quick, young sister type man. Because if you just don't. I didn't even make eye contact with you. I, I didn't look I your way. I purposefully didn't. God, I can't stand these <laughs> niggas. But what's significant about this date in this movie is that this is who on paper Shelby she, would want to be with. Mm-hmm. Right? With. Right. And she sees that this is just not it. Like, <laughs> it's just, he's not doing it for her, really. Right. All he doing is talk about himself the whole day and trying to explain to her what she don't know and why she should know it. What kind yeah, of thing is I that? Yeah, I just hate that. Ugh. Do you think I don't have books? Right. Huh? Do you think you're just going to sit up here and teach me? No, I'm grown, Ugh. bro. You're not my motherfucking... Ugh. You see how upset I get right. <laughs> when men and think they can tell me something. Because we're on a rom-com uh, film, it wouldn't be right if I didn't open back up Sid's Dating Corner. And ladies, mm. if you're listening and you are currently... Dating a man of the sort that we have just described, uh, have previously dated a man like this, or are thinking about it, girl, walk away. Walk away. I thought you was going to say you may be entitled to compensation. (laughs) (laughs) That too. You may be entitled to a lump sum of getting your time back. Girl, come on, walk away. You don't need that. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things I... This scene is cut between uh, her friend going out on a date from love.com as well. Now, Mm -hmm. she's out with a teacher named Marcus who is Mexican and Chilean. And I like him. I did. My note there is when um, brother asked me for a beso, (laughs) he getting a beso. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (sighs) I think that the editing and maybe it was written this way was creative to cut between the two dates like that but i do have Mm -hmm. to you know maybe this is a nitpick i'm sorry but it didn't cutting in between the two dates didn't add to it yeah yeah it didn't it didn't make sense i was confused too no i was confused because i was like did we did we have a conversation before this about them going on dates is she also i don't is she involved with someone that we know that i should be paying attention to I i was a little confused there as well yeah and that was one of the main problems with the direction of the movie that i had is that Mm -hmm. they didn't quite do a good job of highlighting what information on the screen was useful or like Mm -hmm. was stuff that i need to be paying attention to like too Mm -hmm. much got attention like the b-roll shots would go on too long and (laughs) like that grocery store scene where they showed us them shopping for like two minutes and (laughs) yeah I thought they were going to say something to each other. Really, they could have started the movie with the radio announcer and then with her dropping her groceries. They didn't have to show us him picking up beer. Because we get the whole situation at that point. Yeah. 
So I, I, I'm glad I'm not being too nitpicky or tripping because mm. I think what they were going for, you've seen the Netflix show Dating Around. Mm-hmm. I watched it. Yep. Yeah. That's how they, they cut the like different dates with different people. But the reason that works is that it adds to the mystery because you don't know. Who gets a second date or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it shows it shows the best and worst parts of the date. So what may be have pertinent, mm. like if you say on one day, like, <laughs> I hate this. And then the next person says, I loved it. Like, it's for contrast. But it, these two dates were cut chronologically. Like, <laughs> it didn't add <laughs> they anything. They were happening at the same. What would have been good there as a substitute instead of showing her friend's date, um, just show a, a date with. Shelby and Greg and how that's you know high it's an up they enjoy each other's yes. company and then what's the word juxtapose that with Shelby's bad date or one of Greg's yeah. bad dates and then we see oh okay y'all clearly are meant for each other duh that would have been more um useful in terms yeah. of like furthering the plot but hey I'm not gonna knock the director for doing something fun you know I- I'm fine with that I just wanted to say that it. I like the little her friend's uh, day. He was cute, so I'm not complaining. You know? He was cute. I wanted to know more about that. Me too. <laughs> okay, Miss. If he asked for a beso, I'm gonna give him a beso. <laughs> anyway, you know, a little bit more happens, and essentially they end up growing apart. Her and Greg, yeah. because, like I said, stupid games, stupid prizes, and she playing games. Yeah, but they end up meeting back up at the end of the summer. And he said something that made me, this movie made me miss being out. <laughs> she was like, she was like, oh, what you, you've been out? And he was like, it's DC at the end of the summer. Ain't nothing to do but be out. And if that's not the truth, I don't know what it is. What is? That's true. <laughs> August in DC is <laughs> it's like open season. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, man. I miss the streets. <laughs> I miss the streets. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it together for y'all, but I really <laughs> miss the streets. Um, so yeah. And that's when I said save yourself from this madness, King, because please. She's still on 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 nut shit. <laughs> <laughs> she's and her whole reason for not being with him, it keeps going back to the same point. He wears suits. He has a Rolex. He drives a nice car. <laughs> I'm just like, girl. What? what? Why? I also, so the, the one problem I had with, and I think the problem is with Greg, because as we've talked about it in this review, I actually do think Shelby's character makes a lot of sense. It does click mm-hmm. together. But Greg's mm-hmm. character they couldn't because you're right they were trying to fit in some preachiness about yeah. uh financial literacy or like urban redevelopment and it took away from his characters like it took away from their ability to communicate his character's core beliefs and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the end of it she's like look at you a capitalist get a gentrifier gets a consciousness and it's like well that doesn't make sense that's not actually the resolution he had a consciousness whole time mm-hmm. Yeah. He was trying to do the right thing. It's just that he realized that that wasn't feasible. Right. They leave that conversation still not together. Um, we fast forward to what, it's about nine months later, um, and they have a, a second meet cute, which I thought was a nice tie-in, and they meet back up again or bump into each other at mom's grocery store in D.C. in the same spot they first saw each other. And uh, we can yeah. infer as a viewer that they end up together. So, 
And they end up somehow, you know, by fate, back end together. up back together, like you yeah. said. And the, the last note I have says, oh, my God, <laughs> this whole thing was a throwback to Boomerang because neither movie <laughs> may, had, like, made sense in the end. Like <laughs> He just ended back up with Hallie's character. She took him back after he said, well, I really want a more powerful woman with a career, not a, a woman who teaches kids and has nothing going for herself, really, I guess. But she's still, yeah. you know. Mm. Well, guess. one positive thing I did not mention um, earlier in the review, I want to just, uh, I thought they had some really great sets uh, overall in the movie. Like oh, his yeah. office space was great. Um, her parents' home, his apartment, uh, her restaurant, bar garden area. Um, I think those are all very well selected and decorated. So I just want to highlight that real quick. Yeah, yeah, good call out. I like those two. His apartment was fly. Yeah. Now, I have a question to ask you, Sydney. Yeah. Who came to act? The Who Came to Act segment every week is my favorite segment. It's truly based off of the actor that left the uh, greatest impression on me. And as I like to say, left it all on the screen. Um, and this week's Who Came to Act pick, I want, would like to nominate Tobias Trevelyan, Greg Jeffrey's character. Wow. I, I guess I accept that. I, you know, first time seeing him. So, I mean, yeah. I, I accept that. I do feel like you you let your bias sway you a little bit um, because Maybe. he's attractive. Maybe. And as a runner up, I'd like to offer uh, Miss Kim Whitley as a runner up just because you know what I value. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's evergreen Always. also. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I agree. I just, you know, she was only in the movie for like, three minutes total but like you say she did do a lot with a little and that's a good point she yeah. stole the scene so yeah. love her yeah all right well that's that love.com social experiment this is another movie that's available on netflix so you know for y'all who that's your subscription of choice go ahead check it out and um yes. yeah this what's the writer's name again the writer director yeah her name is Sharnice fox I, I see I see you, uh, Miss Fox. Do people call you Nisi? I, I don't want to get too familiar, but I, <laughs> I see you. You're doing your thing. I, I enjoyed this. Talking about this with my best friend made me enjoy the movie more. I don't think... I, yeah. I, yeah. Kudos. Hats off. Definitely. All right, y'all. Well, that's love.com, the social experiment. And we'll see y'all next week. Thanks for listening. To join in on the conversation, meet us in the Twitter streets at TNCCPod or over on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit, spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. And to keep up with our latest, visit our website at thenewchitlincircuit.com. Oh.